Well, hello all. Welcome to 2022. If you follow me on Instagram, honestly, mine has been pretty entertaining these first couple of weeks. So if you're feeling like yours might have gone a little sideways too, just know that I see you. Come follow me on Instagram at kate.snowwise. But the show must go on and I want to talk today about the dark side of self-care because obviously with the everlasting COVID pandemic, stress, burnout, all of the exhaustion that so many of us are feeling is really coming to the fore and I have noticed that everyone is just like more self-care, more self-care. Self-care is the solution. And while I'm all for self-care and wholeheartedly believe that it is one part of a solution, I just want to highlight the potential downside of over-investing in self-care and not being considered in how you are approaching it. Specifically, how... Self-care can at times be used as a convenient excuse to perpetuate avoidant or maladaptive coping behaviors such as procrastination, avoidance, and numbing out. So that's where we're going, people. We're talking about the dark side of self-care. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. So what is self-care? Let's start there. I believe self-care is anything that restores and renews your energy. Now that energy can be emotional, spiritual, and physical. If you want to dive into the concept of restoration more, go back a few and listen to my discussion with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She overviews the seven types of rest that she has outlined And I think that's a good place to start. Coming back to self-care, for me, the common underlying theme is that it provides a sense of renewal. It's the re-energizing of self, taking care of your body, mind, and spirit. I break that down further and talk about passive and active self-care. Passive self-care is the type that we're all pretty familiar with when we hear self-care. It's the easy stuff, the more restful stuff, the bubble bath, getting your nails done, enjoying your favorite show, spending time doing things that you enjoy. It doesn't require much effort on your part. Sure, there might be the organizing and carving out the time stuff, but it isn't in and of itself an effortful activity. Then there's active self-care. 
active self-care generally requires effort, right? This is the type of self-care I feel like we don't talk that much about, the effortful stuff. It may also require you to be disciplined and committed. This is the stuff that you might not really want to do. It's the eating well, the exercise, the therapy or coaching, looking at your shit, journaling, decluttering. But these are the things that you'll often have the biggest gain from in terms of your overall energy and well-being. So where can things get dark? When you overinvest in either passive or active self-care, you're simply taking something that was restorative and making it damaging. This is the dark side of self-care. It's when it's no longer restoring you, but actually hurting you in some way. If your future self will not thank you for it, then it is not self-care. The thing is that self-care has become such a buzz, as I mentioned, in these current times, and goodness knows we do all need it, but I have noticed that along with that, there's this propensity just to take it too far. When we take passive self-care too far, we can use it as an excuse to bail out on life. This is when you're, for example, constantly binge-watching Netflix while deprioritizing sleep, not something your future self will thank you for, or treating yourself all too frequently in the name of self-care to your favorite treats. For example, eating more ice cream than is kind to your body, or it is maybe even reading books while consistently ignoring your family. That's going to lead to disconnection, resentment, and other issues. So this is it. It can be so sneaky. It's numbing out and ignoring your responsibilities in the name of self-care. Tough love, people. Sometimes the kindest thing you can possibly do for yourself is not to procrastinate, distract, or numb yourself out, but simply go and do the thing. Take action. Clear it up. Fix it. Stop ignoring your problems, sort of thing. So that's when we might be taking passive self-care too far. And like I said, it can be sneaky. There's this place at which something that might be restorative can flip over into something that's actually detrimental. And you have to be self-aware to pick that up. When we take active self-care too far, we can further use it as an attempt or guise to try and control things and in the process do harm to ourselves. Ultimately, we have to understand what we can control and what we can't and where that level is healthy. So some examples of where active self-care might be going too far. It's the being crazy obsessive over our food in the name of health to the point that it actually interferes with your ability to find joy or over-exercising your body, which ultimately takes us out of that healthy space of strengthening and energy into overuse. Even professional athletes are highly conscious 
about their rest. Or it might be when we obsess over our routines and self-care and getting it right and our general self-improvement to the point that we actually cause ourselves greater anxiety and distress, again, can get sneaky, people, can get sneaky. How can we ensure that we avoid going into this dark side of self-care? It simply comes back to the question, is this nourishing or restoring me? A great way to look at that is, will my future self thank me for this? And not your future self in 15 years. I'm meaning, will you thank yourself for it tomorrow, the next day, and the next day? If there is any doubt, stop and check yourself. Ultimately, this takes a willingness to be honest with yourself. You can dive in deeper by considering, is this self-care or am I just numbing out and avoiding? And is this ultimately me being kind to my mind, body and spirit? There's no one size fits all when it comes to how we re-energize and support ourselves. And I love that we are, as a culture, more conscious of the importance of taking care of ourselves and pushing back against the productivity and perfection culture. At the same time, don't let the pendulum swing too far into the dark recesses of self-care, that space where you're avoiding and maybe numbing out. There are many things that can look healthy on the surface, but are really doing you damage in the longer run. So my wish for you is simply that this might help heighten your awareness so that you can soak up all of the rewards that come with truly taking care of yourself in its purest form. Thank you for being here, beautiful people. We're back to our regular schedule of every other week releases. Now on Mondays, if you found Here to Thrive useful, it would mean so much to me if you could take that time to go work out how to leave a review. Let's us know you're over there and helps other people find the show, which is one of my great hopes for Here to Thrive. As I mentioned, come find me over on Instagram where I'm trying to keep it real this year. I'm at kate.snowwise. There's one W in my name, Snowwise. And we can hang out over there. In the meantime, keep thriving, beautiful people. Keep thriving. <laughs>